everybody this is ask dr gans the podcast stress everybody's got it everybody feels it but what do you do with it how do you get it handled so you can be your best do your best and most importantly feel your best in all areas of your life well that's what we're all about here at ask dr gans the podcast i'm your host but of course joining us is the most important guy registered psychologist dr gans ference we're back new year how you feeling (laughs) I'm good. I'm good. It was nice to have a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a break. But uh, yeah, new year, new start, right? Absolutely. So, all good. Hey, let's <laughs> uh, let's get into the topic today. And this is a great way to start 2021. And that is power and permission. We, we touched on it briefly in December a little bit and said we we're going to talk about it. But what is this? Yeah, yeah. You know, like we, we don't often think of the idea of permission being a thing, right? Especially once we're older, like once we hit adulthood, we don't really think about that. You know, that makes sense for kids. You know, I got to ask permission from my mom if I got to go out to play or get permission from the school if I'm going to leave school grounds if I'm, you know, in elementary school or whatever, right? But as adults, we really don't think of it as a thing that we have to worry about. But, you know, so it's not so much external permission that we have to worry about as much, but we do need to consider internal permission. Uh, internal permission, the permission you give yourself, extremely, extremely important. Really, really important. Our our brains love us a lot, okay? And so uh, our brains want us to be happy and they want to, like, you know, they want to be in alignment with what we believe. And so if if we do something and don't have permission to do it, we're basically fighting against ourselves. It sounds like our brain's a dog. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you, you want to make that dog as happy as you possibly can. So how do we do this? Yeah. So, so a couple of things. So like, I'll give you a few examples. I was watching way back when I was watching Oprah, right. When she had her show on and, uh, she was saying that, um, usually her, her default thing is to push through, you know, and this is not unusual for very successful people. You know, they're always pushing and getting through. And so one day she was sick and, um, she had been working with a coach and and learning some new stuff. And what she, what she would usually do is like stay at home. She'd be pissed off at the fact that she couldn't work. And, you know, she'd try to do work from her bed or try to do some other stuff that was, you know, um, I guess work related or valuable to her. But she said this time what she did was she gave herself permission to be sick and she actually just took a day for herself. So she got comfortable in her bed. She had some soup. She took a nap. She got up, read a book. She played with her dog and gave herself permission to be sick and also to rest. And what she found was she was sick for a day and then was able to get back to work full time. Not a problem. Whereas in the past she'd be sick for three or four days and sort of be dragging her butt for a while and not really ever be, you know, it would take a quite a lot, much longer time to, um, to sort of get back to full strength. Right. And so that is an extremely good example of what it means to give yourself permission. It's like a surrender to what you're experiencing. But the, 
the, the flip, I don't know if it's a flip side or if it's just sort of an added benefit is that you actually get to get more mileage out of whatever it is you're doing. Okay. So, you know, the fact that she gave herself time and space to be sick and to heal meant she healed faster. And not only that, she said she actually enjoyed the day, <laughs> right? So it was like, it, it, despite being sick and not feeling great, she actually had a good time. And, you know, and so she had a good time. She was sick for shorter and she actually was more productive because by taking that break, she was able, able to go back to full strength instead of struggling for three or four days. This is like a Rubik's Cube moment for me because you, when I was going through my cancer situation early last mm-hmm. year, you're the guy who told me to give in to the sleep because I wanted mm-hmm. to get up and get working as fast as I possibly could. And I did that. I did give myself permission just to some days do nothing and to try mm-hmm. to recoup. So basically everything that you're telling me, you learned off that one episode. And then of course you took it, you know, it took it even further I've been applying it, and you're right; it absolutely does work. But you, it, it's easier said than done, though. I found. Well, it, it is, and this is something like I said: we don't, we don't consider, we don't think about, we just kind of carry on and go, and we don't actually stop to deliberately give ourselves permission to do stuff. And this is why I wanted to do this episode today, is because it's something we need to really think about as adults. We need to think about our, am I giving myself permission to do whatever I'm doing or to be sick or to take a nap or to eat the dessert or to, you know, go on vacation or whatever. Right. Because, you know, and I've had to learn this, unfortunately the hard way. And I've said this before on the podcast. I've said, I know to, to you a ton of times, Bryn, I, the stuff I talk about, you know, it's, it's been, it's been tried and tested and, you know, experimented on in the lab of my life. So, you know, I've done this, I've I've done it the wrong way for like decades. And when I do it the right way, my life works better. Right. And so this is just something I wanted to share with the listeners. But it takes work and people have to be prepared to put the work in to not working. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but that's really what it is. Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you, you do have to make uh, so it's it needs to be, um, I would say, conscious and deliberate, right? So yes, it takes it takes effort to some extent, but it does take attention for sure. And then to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission. So yeah, so not working is a good example. To whether you're sick or you're on vacation, one of the things I used to do, I used to I used to really struggle on vacation, right? I, I would you know, when I first started my practice, it was hard for me to take off three days in a row, like a long weekend, you know, I, I, I would endure it. Right. Because I was worried about, Oh no, what's going to happen to the business? What's, you know, I, I should be working. I'd feel guilty if I took four days off. Right. God forbid I took a, like a week off. Right. Oh um, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, but what was, what would happen is I would take time off and I would do just stupid stuff. I would work, I would probably double up on work for the two days or so before the, t- the time I took off. And then I'd stack a whole bunch of stuff up for the day I got back. And so I would leave and I would like work up until the second I was leaving. And then I'd be super stressed. Or did I forget anything? And, you know, and then when I was coming back, I was thinking about all the stuff that I had to do when I got back. So the vacation was pretty much shot. It was like, I, I couldn't really relax. I couldn't really enjoy myself. I was just pissing off the family, you know, my wife and kids. And so it really was not, like I, I, whatever, I, it was just sort of a waste of time. When I started to give myself permission, 
I did things very differently. I, you know, uh, I still worked probably a little too much leading up to it, but I wouldn't stack stuff up on the back end to, to catch up on as soon as I came back. But I also gave myself permission to relax. I have learned of the hard way, but also through reading and research that by taking breaks, I'm actually going to be more effective and efficient and more productive when I come back. So even though I'm not working, I am being productive in the grand scheme of things because my, my efficiency goes way up when I get back after taking a break, but only if I give myself permission to take the break, because if I, if I don't, then there's no actual break. So I can, I can be away from the office, but I'm not resting or, or recuperating. I'm just stressing myself out in a very different way. Well, I in told, a different environment. I told myself <laughs> over the holidays that I wanted to accomplish a couple of things. One, I wanted to reconfigure my website and I wanted to do this, mm-hmm. this and this, you know how much of that I did? I didn't do any of it. And I think the reason it's not that I was lazy or I'd rather sleep in, right. but I think I came to the, the conclusion that, you know what? I just need to, I need to have a down day today, which turned exactly. into a down week. And I was able to convince myself relatively easy. And I'm surprised that I was able to do that, that it's not a simple on off switch. You got to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You got, you got to think about it. You got to, you got to make the deliberate conscious decision that you're giving yourself permission to do this. Um, cause yeah, if you don't, you struggle. Right. And I, I've done the same thing. I, there are certain things that I, you know, if my week is busy, I say, okay, I'm going to do this on the weekend. Uh, I don't really feel like it on the weekend, right? <laughs> but, but if I don't make a, dis- a decision to not do it, I, I probably still won't do it, but then I'll just feel shitty about it while I'm not doing it. Right. So I'm not really enjoying my time off, but I'm also not doing the thing that I said I was going to get done. And so I'm in this, this kind of weird self-imposed purgatory that is just stressing me the hell out. And you know, I show up on Monday and I'm still exhausted from fighting with myself all weekend. Of course, now we've moved into a new year and everybody wants to see Uh 2021 better than 2020. And so everything that you're talking about here I'm trying to apply for the new year. It's almost like a new year's resolution, but I don't like calling it that anymore because I realize <laughs> it's got to last longer than the middle part of January, but getting your, getting your brain to think this way. I just think that for some people, it's going to be a little tough. Well, yeah. So, so this is going to, it's going to, it's just like any other change, but, but well, I shouldn't say it's just like, like any other change, it's going to take some time. This change is, um, because it is about how we think. So it's that whole metacognition, right? It's thinking about our thinking. Uh, it, it tends to be a little more ingrained than the other habits we, we, we kind of play with and want to change. So it may take a little longer. It may take more reminders. Uh, you know, what I do myself and what I tell my clients and students to do is use all the tools that are at your disposal. I got reminders on my phone. I've recorded myself saying what it is I want to learn or hear or remember. So I play it back to myself when I'm walking or working out or driving. Um, I got sticky notes all over my office at home, my office at work. Um, you're reminding me of the little, uh, I call them little slogans or little sayings that I put together for myself to remind me about what I need to learn or remember or, or do. And so in this way, you know, you're, you're in a sense, positively brainwashing your, your mind. And, and this one is, it's one of those keys reminding, remember to give yourself permission, remember to give yourself permission. 
and by doing, if that's, if let's say that's your resolution or whatever you want to call it for this year is to learn to do that. Well, that's one of those things that's really going to help make other stuff so much better. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you another application. So we talked about Oprah being sick, but when I'm working with people who are trying to change a habit, say overeating or smoking or, or whatever it is, right? One of the things, and it's totally counterintuitive, one of the things that works really well is to give yourself permission to do the thing you're trying to change. So let's take eating, okay? So, um, you know, I like carbohydrates, right? Especially sugary ones. <laughs> yeah. So not always great for me, but, uh, but you know what I mean? It's, it's so said, this is something I want to limit or, you know, cut at least cut back if not cut out. One of the things that I've learned is that the thing that drives bad habits is stress and, um, you know, stuff that goes along with stress like shame or disappointment or, you know, different things like that. Right. So typically what happens with us, and I've done it this way before, I don't want to eat sugar. So I want, so I want to like back away from it. So I beat myself up. So I eat a candy bar and I feel like crap. And then, um, of course, because I feel like crap, I want something to help me feel better. So what do I do? I go get another candy bar. Right. And so, and then what happens is I'm eating, I'm eating, you know, turtles, for example, those of us in Canada know oh, yeah. these little candies. Oh, they're wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. and so I'll, I'll do that and I'll feel bad. So then what I'll do, because I want to feel good is I'll eat some more turtles, but I'll eat them in secret and I'll hide or I'll gobble them down really quick because I don't want to, you know, uh, anybody to see me or, or whatever. What I've decided, what I learned was when I give myself permission to, you know what, I would like to have a turtle and what I don't want anymore, I can stop because they're always going to be there. They're not going to go away. I can always have one if I want. I'm a big boy. I can give myself permission to do this. I don't have the same desire. I, I might have one, maybe two. And it's like, Oh, that's a lot of sugar. Okay. I'm good for a while. And it might be a couple more days before I even have the urge to have a turtle. So in the long term, I end up eating far, far less but I also enjoy it way, way more because I took my time, I savored it, and I gave myself permission to to just kind of be in the moment and enjoy what I was doing. Do you think people can go cold turkey and a lot of stuff? And the only reason I bring this up, I don't know if you can go cold turkey on turtles or not, but uh, <laughs> you, you mentioned smoking, and there's a classic one for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I think you're better off weaning yourself off them than going cold turkey because you've got to condition your brain this is part of giving the brain permission, but, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm way off base on this or whether or not you see this all the time or talk to people all the time. Like some people can go cold Turkey and you know what I mean? And, but it's rare. It's really rare for those people, for people to have that kind of willpower and then sustain it. Yeah. Right. Um, it's, you know, some people have to, cause it's just like a, like a very urgent health matter. Right. But yeah, but typically cold, I mean, typically weaning off is a better, better solution. And I've worked to the same kind of idea with people who are stopping smoking or doing what, what it really doesn't matter what the, what the habit is they're changing. Uh, when you give yourself permission to enjoy what you're doing, but also realize that if I slow down enough and I'm actually enjoying, let's say the cigarette, when I, I will, I will actually pay attention and be aware of when I have had enough, right? If you talk to a lot of smokers and you know, if you were a former smoker, this might make sense to you. Um, 
they say the first couple of drags is really what's important, mm-hmm. right? It's like, oh, that feels good. Okay. And after that, like when you get to the end of the cigarette, it's like, oh, usually the people just finish it because they started it, right? It's like they don't want to sort of quote unquote waste the cigarette or whatever, but they really don't want the last stuff, right? They just really want the first few. And so if you, if you're slowing down enough, if you're giving yourself permission to, to smoke, if you're giving yourself permission to enjoy the smoke while you're doing it, you're actually going to know when, Oh, that feels good. Or maybe it doesn't feel so good. Or yeah, I've gotten enough now. I don't need to, I don't need to do this anymore. I'm good for now. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And by doing that, you, you, in the long term, you end up smoking less. And you, um, you know, you're paying attention to your body. You're figuring out what works for you and you will actually get more enjoyment out of what it is you're doing. So you're going to do it anyway. You might as well get something out of it. Right. And when you want to stop, you stop and it, it tends to work better in the long run. Is January a crazy month for you when we talk about power and permission, because what well, we mentioned, we've uh-huh. mentioned eating, we've mentioned smoking. There've got to be a few other ones in there as well, but <laughs> I'm guessing learning to exercise. Yeah, I'm guessing that all comes at you in one month when really it's a 12 month process. Yeah, well, yeah, I, listen, and and connecting with the whole idea of giving yourself permission, give yourself permission not to make like you know New Year's resolutions or any other resolutions just you want, and and most importantly, not to try to do everything at once. Do one thing at a time. You're going to have way more success if you work on one thing you're trying to change at a time. Once you have success with that, then you move on and you do another thing. And then the other thing I would say is don't think of it as like an all or nothing goal. Okay. Think of it as, um, I want to establish a habit. I want to establish a routine, not, I'm going to not eat sugar for, I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat turtles for the next six months. You know what I mean? Like, don't, don't think about it like that because the first day you eat turtles, oh, well that's done. I might as well eat the box now. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's no, I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle where I reduce my carb intake generally. And so if I do anything that, that moves me in that direction, I'm going to celebrate that and that's going to become a habit and it's going to ease me into, you know, I may end up not eating turtles for the next six months. Um, but it'll take me a while to get there. But once I'm there, it's going to be an established habit. It's like, it's going to be really hard to change that to go back then. Love it. That's a nice explanation. We do have to explain because not everybody Mm -hmm. who tunes us in is from Canada. So when you sing, you're eating turtles, <laughs> yeah, let's not say, an actual turtle. Absolutely, we're just we don't need to get the emails, and we don't need all you know people just yeah. just dropping us uh, direct messaging or anything. Turtles are really a nice, delicious little. It's almonds that are wrapped around in caramel, and they're covered by chocolate. They are delicious. Yeah, and sometimes pecans. It's yeah, yes. it's it's good. So yeah. I just wanted to clarify yeah. that so that nobody gets really upset when you're talking about eating turtles. How can people get a hold of you? Because that's a really important thing because you like to share. Absolutely. It's askdrgans.com, A-F-K-D-R-G-A-N-Z or G-A-N-Z, depending on what part of the world you're in, askdrgans.com. And yeah, go check out the website. There's tons of stuff there. You can get the podcast. There's a bunch of other resources that are there. Um, But yeah, go there, check me out, drop me a line if you're interested. I've noticed you're not sharing your turtles, but that's a that's a story for another time. <laughs> hey, it's every man for himself in our uh, house, right? Yes, I have I, the other candy. The, the only time I ever eat after eights, it's a little wafer that's oh, a yeah, peppermint yeah. thing. 
is in the month of December, and I never even touch mm-hmm. them or even think about them for the other 11 months. It's amazing what the month of December can do to you. It can turn That's you into this guy. Man, we're conditioned. I take the little package <laughs> into the corner room and have them there so uh. nobody can see me. I know exactly what you're talking about here today. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Hey, listen. I'm sure everybody can identify. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're trying to help as many people as we possibly can. It's really important that people share this podcast with other people. And uh, all you have to do is basically either, uh, you know, just go there, retweet, send a message. There's the RSS feed. If you click on the RSS feed, every time we have a new podcast or a new one drops or even a repeat one drops, you find out about it right away. Don't hesitate to spread that to your friends Absolutely. and family if you think that's a good episode for Uncle Charlie or Aunt mm-hmm. Zelda or whatever. It's uh, it's really, really important. As you mentioned, all the free resources on your website as well. It's great stuff. So it's askdrgans.com. That's Dr. Dr. Hey, listen, thanks for your time today. Great stuff. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. One, two, three. Listen. Listen.